All right, I'm back here with um, Shay in the Catskills, and uh, we're talking. We're going to talk about relational hygiene. Relational hygiene. One of my favorite subjects. For me, relational hygiene is being aware of what is mine, and what is someone else's, and what or what is mine that I'm projecting. Um, hmm. That is a huge thing of my relational hygiene, and in episode. Six, the guest will talk about emotional hygiene. So, um, and about projecting that a projection happened in a relationship with another mom and their sons. The sons started to be sort of the projection that, that their relationship got projected on the sons a bit in, a, in an incident. How about you? What for relational hygiene? What does what comes to your mind? Well, relational hygiene to me is sort of like when you're cooking, if you clean as you go, like. Um, it's different than if you use every pot and pan and utensil. And at the end you have this giant pile of dishes to do. So like relational hygiene is like, you think, you think that you're letting things go like in an interaction, like you feel something and you're like, you know, it's too complicated. I don't have time. I don't know what to, you know, and you think you're letting it go. And then you turn around and there's a giant mountain of like, relational schmucks that you have that you have to deal with it's so much harder to deal with if you don't clean as you go and so I did I remember a term uh micro communication that I first heard from Chris Maxwell Rose and Charlotte Rose who are um the pleasure mechanics and they have a really amazing podcast and I first heard the term micro communication from them. And I think it's like in a moment where, especially when we're talking about like our nearest and dearest, you're like having an interaction and you feel something to just even like cleaning as you go in that moment might just look like, I just noticed like something. Did you, do you feel that? I feel like something is everything. How are we doing? You know what I mean? To just not let it go by. Mm. And, you know, it's, I feel like it's a, um, attention, like, you know, no one wants to like be in a relationship where you're just checking in all the time. <laughs> and I, I think that it's a good practice to check in and like, we don't always catch it in the moment and we can always go back. Mm -hmm. And I think when we, like, for me, if I just name what's happening for me, mm -hmm. that is always a good place to start. Say um, that again. I want to hear that again. That's so great. If I am just naming what's happening for me, yeah, that's always a good place to sort of start the micro communication because I, it is hard enough to know what is going on with me. I have no idea what's going on with another person. Mm -hmm. I can guess, but nobody likes to be guessed at what's going on with them. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I think like, you know, I felt something, I felt uncomfortable, um, I felt like I really like wanted you to meet me in that moment and you didn't, but cleaning as you go, it doing, it actually builds intimacy. I think that, that relational, good relational hygiene, having these micro communications actually um, strengthens a good relationship. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going as, and I'm going as long of, and you've said this, but I just want to highlight this as long as, cause sometimes I'll think, Oh, I think this person was, aggressive with me or hostile with me. And I think instead of saying you were just hostile with me, but just say, Oh, wow, that feels hostile. Like, how do we I mean, this is 
I, I feel like this is for me old school, but like, which is just the I statements and how do you say this is my story? But in the moment, it's that's kind of, can be hard to do. Do you know? Totally. So um, relational hygiene is a practice. We get better by doing it. And practice means that we're going to mess it up. And, um, you know, relationship is connect, rupture, repair, connect, rupture, repair. So this idea that good relational hygiene means that we never have conflict is both a setup mm. and um, it's not realistic. And it's, it's going to keep us actually from being able to be authentic. Um, and it's actually repairing mistakes and miscommunications. That's, I think, such an intimacy builder mm -hmm. um, and really worth doing yeah. with, with people that we feel like we want to invest relational resources with. That's a whole other, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. you know, it's like, this is not work that I do with everybody. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Because it takes right. energy. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I think in order to, to have good relational hygiene, you have to be seen. And I'll say that I think in the past, and I, I'm not going to say it's past, it's something I have to continually work on, that there is a part of me that doesn't want certain sections of myself seen or actually, uh, you know, rooms in myself to be seen. And so, which is why I think I chose some of the friends I'm no longer friends with because they would take up more space in the friendship that I didn't, so I could hide, I could hide. And I'm like, the day is done hiding, Cheryl, the day is done. Oh my God, it's so relatable, yeah. So I, so it, it, it is because I go, well, if they know how sensitive I am, they're gonna think I'm ridiculous. And that if they think I'm ridiculous, then they're gonna leave and, and maybe they will. And if they do, then, I mean, it hurts, but that is, there's something that's, there's, there's a, a love. I think that's a step towards self-love, you know, um, becoming friends with yourself going, I, this is who I am. And not that you're blaming, but you're saying, I, 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 yeah, this, Ooh, I don't, I don't like this. So please let's not do this. Well, I think as we evolve, I mean, you know, longing to be seen and like, and like how excruciating it is to be seen. It's sort of like oh kicking away the thing that, that we want the most is so relatable. And, you know, in my relationship history, friendship and otherwise, I can see that in the past, I chose relationships that replicated my most painful relational mm -hmm. dynamics. And mm -hmm. I don't do that any, anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, I think what you're saying about um, letting ourselves be seen is both incredibly potent and healing and, and like excruciating, you know, it really is. It, it, it really, it brings up a lot of fear, a lot of totally. fear and, and shame, a lot of fear and shame. Um, and then how do I get comfortable being uncomfortable with that? Um, so a life's work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And maybe more lives, <laughs> maybe more lives, maybe more, you know, definitely. I don't hear about relational hygiene that often in my world. And so I just think it's a great way to just sort of open things up to that. Is there any, I would say Brene Brown sort of helps me with relational hygiene with self. 
um, and others. Is there anyone who comes to your mind that when I think about relationships and relational hygiene, I think about a lot of visionary black feminist mm. um, thinkers like Adrienne Marie Brown and Alexis Pauline Gums and movements for transformative justice where, you know, um, we don't, we don't throw each other away, but we actually really do the work to, even if we're not going to stay in a sort of active friendship that we, there's a relational hygiene to closing relationships too. Um, so, so I think, you know, it's just sort of the basic idea, like nothing goes anywhere, you know, we don't throwing something away. There's no away, <laughs> you know? So it's That's like, how do we actually want to live with that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's huge. And that's inspiring. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Please follow, rate, and review on iTunes and share with a friend who may be going through a heartache over a friendship lost.